Let's do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Single Soul Podcast. This is Stephen here, along with Cassandra. And today we have a very, very special guest that I'm very excited about on our Why Sickle Cell series, Dr. Oladipo Cole. Dr. Cole, why sickle cell? As obvious as it may sound. Why sickle cell? It's one of the few diseases that can cause just about anything, especially at such an early age as childhood and even infancy, where you get strokes, have cardiac disease, have stuff bowel disease, have kidney disease, eye disease, skin disease. It's quite perplexing in terms of disease process and it's very fascinating. And of course, as I mentioned to you earlier, when we just didn't know each other, is that I have a personal feeling in regards to sickle cell as a whole, where my brother is plagued with it as, uh, as well as myself. When it comes to sickle cell, I love talking about it. When it comes to medicine, I love talking about it. This is what I live for. This is, yep. this is why God blessed me with sickle cell, so I, I can do more. Through words, wow. through medicine. Definitely. I we love will. that. God blessed me with sickle cell. That is amazing. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, like what you do, it, both sickle cell and not sickle cell related. I'm actually very curious to learn more about you. I'm an uh, internal medicine physician. I work at uh, Florida Atlantic University, uh, internal medicine residence. And so I also work with sickle cell disease through some research. I was fortunate enough to be under a uh, NIH research project at the University of Illinois in Chicago, where two of my mentors, Dr. Victor Gorduk and Dr. Lewis Sue, they're doing amazing work in regards to sickle cell disease. And I was fortunate enough to work with them. And actually what's interesting is that Dr. Sue was actually my pediatrician growing up. And we were wow. actually able to link up. So that was, uh, that was quite fascinating, interesting. And it's amazing to have someone as your mentor turn into your colleague. So okay. that was the best one. Yeah. I remember when I met you guys over in Baltimore, there was one of really, really cool um, poster you guys had. And I think that was part of the collaboration you had with the folks from Chicago, right? Yes, sir. And actually, they're doing wonderful work. Their focus is how to better improve not only the healthcare delivery, but the lifestyle of sickle cell as a whole. They're looking from any socioeconomic uh, change that, that they can help implement as a healthcare unit. They're uh, working with community health workers. They're working with doctors, physicians, healthcare providers, nurse practitioners, nurses, the entire team. It's a multidimensional approach in treating sickle cell as a whole, from the family dynamic to patients, individualized and everything. They're doing wonderful work out there. They're actually working on a project called Isaac Improving Sickle Cell Care for Adolescents and Adults in Chicago. So you obviously have worked within the space, but you also deal with the disease on your own and within your family. So when and how did you realize that sickle cell would impact your life? All of us kind of have that moment. At least I did as a sickle cell patient where I was just like, whoa, you know, I can't do this because of sickle cell. And it kind of just dawned on me. Did you ever have that moment? Actually, I did. I was fortunate to have a sibling. Also, he had sickle cell. And it was one time, I believe it was around Thanksgiving, when we were very young, still in either elementary or early middle school. And we were both hospitalized at the same time during Thanksgiving time. 
And we were both just looking at each other like, man, this got to stop, this got to stop. I said to him, and we were just talking about this the other day. It's funny, <laughs> we're talking about it now. I told him, I'm going to make the change in sickness. I'm going to find a cure or something. I'm going to make sure I do what I have to do to help us. And we were talking about that. And he was telling me about, man, bro, I'm so proud of you, man. You, you know, ever since we were in the hospital together, you see you do this and you're, you're moving towards it. And, and this is what drives me the most, um, trying to help people like me, help people who are suffering, help people who are plagued with certain diseases uh, left and right, uh, especially sickle cell. And that's something that I believe was instilled to me at an early age. And a lot of people look at it as a plague or as a disease process in my life. Personally, I believe it serves as a blessing to me. I'm also a minister, so I'm always going to relate things back to the Word of God. And I believe it's a blessing because it inspires such a zeal in me to pursue this career, and it has been nothing but helpful in my life. Yeah, I still suffer with pain and other pulmonary hypertension and such, but that is little compared to what it has helped me achieve so far. Wow, that's great. When I met you, I just have a great admiration for what you do. And just like you talked about, the mm -hmm. fact that, you know, such a disease, which is typically seen with a very negative stigma, it's provided an inspiration for you to be able to do what you do, you know, being a doctor and doing all these amazing things. So how have you been able to overcome all these sickle cell complications and all these things that you just shared with us for you to be able to come as far as you've come? Because this is quite a journey, you know. It's impacted me uh, quite a bit. There's been some times where I have to miss classes, of course. But again, I don't let that deter me from my overall goal. I have a goal in mind, and I refuse to let it negatively impact me. I refuse to let it allow me to take a knee on it because of it. And also, I also figure out what works for me. I realize that being physically fit works for me. Eating healthy works for me. If I'm not physically fit, I tend to have more pain episodes. Actually, back in uh, December, I knew that I was not fit at all, so I started working out again. And then I got a cute chest. First week of uh, December, now I was for a week. I was in the ICU. It was really bad. But I remember that I have to continue my walk. This is a journey. This is a marathon. It's not a, uh, a sprint. It's a marathon. You have to continue to keep going keep going. As tired as it may seem, you just have to keep going. And I think that's what influences me the most. My family being very supportive. My, I really close friends who support me throughout the journey and really understanding colleagues who, who help me through the journey. And I think it's really important to surround yourself with such a solid support system that can positively impact you and encourage you even the times that you're weak. Yeah. I guess circling back around I don't know for the people out there who know, but I'm Nigerian. Dr. Cole is Nigerian. Steven I'm, is I'm Nigerian, too. Ghanaian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay. I think something I, that I, we I all... Nigerian now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think something that we all know like from our heritage is that there are certain damaging stigmas out there that says, for example, there is a doctor... Last year, I forget, it was back in December, who said not to invest in someone with sickle cell disease. So what do you have to say about these things, and how do you address these stigmas that kind of are created and, and that are still living back home? That's actually a very good question. It kind of hits home because it's talking about me. Why would yeah. I 
invest in someone who has this disease. They're not going to amount to nothing. These are some of the things that we hear. Even doctors would say, oh, he's not going to live past 40. Mm -hmm. They have so much neurocognition that they may not necessarily understand what they're studying and stuff. But the problem is the human body, the human mind cannot fathom the authority placed over someone's life. Mm. Okay. The thing about it is that human body itself is very, very, very resilient. You hear a lot of stories about people overcoming different odds yep. all the time. And then if we take it from even a spiritual perspective, is that who are we to limit someone's desire, someone's glory, someone's authority? If anything, I would say these are the type of people that you want to invest in because they are so zealous in regards to achieving something greater than what even the mind can accomplish. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to invest in people who have the desire to do greatness, who have the desire to leave this world better than which they came in with. These are the type of people that we need to invest in. And oftentimes, and I'm sure, uh, Cassandra, you've talked to a lot of physical patients, they have so much passion in whatever that yeah. they're undertaking. I have a, a friend here in Florida. She started her own nonprofit organization. And she has a desire to help children growing up. And she's been doing that, pouring into the, into the lives of people. When you pour into the lives of yeah. children, you are really preparing the future for something even greater. And so yeah. these, are, these are the people that you want to invest in. So mm -hmm. when I hear that, I, I kind of look at them and say, uh, you don't really know what you're talking about, but it's okay. Yep, that whole stigma thing, it's something that's been sickle cell patients deal with a lot. And like he talked about, it's always refreshing when you're able to see how impactful and how great people with sickle cell are living and doing all these different things. That was just really powerful. And it really resonated with me. And like you said, we are some of the most resilient people. And I think it's terrible for anyone to think any less. I actually want to talk about my brother because he's someone that influences the most. He's actually my best friend. And he has SS. I have SD. SD is, is considered milder, and he's faced with so many adversities, but yet he's still found success in many different ways. So he practices with my uncle, and he's back in school now to trying to get uh, another degree and such. So he inspires me so much because he's played with so much. The disease process has played him so much, but he still says, no, I'm not going to allow this disease to define me. I define what this disease is to me. And he said, this disease is nothing compared to who I am. And so right. that's one of the person who influences me a lot. I'm actually looking forward to getting to know your brother too in the upcoming future as well. Same here. Um, <laughs> yep, yep, definitely. My follow-up question for you is, you know, like you talked about, you are a provider and you are a patient as well. So how is it like being on the two sides of the coin? Like, you know, the time you get to be a patient and the time you get to be a provider. And what type of advice do you have for someone as a sickle cell patient and someone as a provider caring for sickle cell disease patients. Even I'm honestly still figuring that out now. But uh, <laughs> one thing I will definitely say is important to understand. Mm -hmm. you, you have to understand. You have to listen, both as a patient and both as a provider. You always have to meet in the middle. And I think it's really important just to have that listening air. Powerful. You know, just like you said, listening can have an impact because that listening can go a long way of helping people not be so defensive, both as a provider and also as a patient. It's 
an exciting time, I guess, for sickle cell. There are a lot of new treatments on the horizon here, something we've been waiting for for decades, at least for me. What do you think about all this? You know, with the current news and the research around sickle cell disease, what are your thoughts around all this and your key takeaway? Man, I'm so happy you asked this because I'm excited. I'm excited about <laughs> the healthcare industry is in regards to sickle cell. There hasn't been much development in the past hundred years with sickle cell until recently. You're having new clinical trials left and right. People are actually invested in the lives of sickle cell disease. Just to let you know, I did not get any endorsements or any money from any pharmaceutical companies or I don't get paid by any research company or anything. I'm only okay. going by what I see and what I'm researching. And so I have no conflict of interest, no financial Actually, I need the financial uh, help anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you put that, that disclaimer over there. That's real. That's like, yeah. Right? It's so, like when you're... Because I want to mention, like, GBT Global Blood uh, Therapeutics, they have uh, amazing genomic-wide research on sickle cell disease. Yeah. They have gene therapy going on. The advancement that we've made on bone marrow therapy is phenomenal. It's even getting better and better as we do more clinical trials. Uh, you have a new medication called Indari, uh, mm-hmm. is glutamic acid, which is a, a supplement off the counter, and the side effects are better tolerated than any other drugs that I, I've seen. And so, like, there's so many research going on, and there's a lot of uh, major academic centers, University mm-hmm. of Illinois, Chicago, Duke, North Carolina, even in New York. They're doing amazing research, and alongside with uh, St. Jude. Mm-hmm. Emory University, these are just some of the institutions that I know off the top of my head that are doing amazing research and really investing in finding not only better treatments, but an actual cure for this disease. Yep, that's true. It's definitely, like Cass said, it's definitely an exciting time. And for me, even two, three years ago, compared to now, you know, the things that we see in the news and things that are coming out every day, I just look at it and I'm just amazed. I don't think I told Cass this, but my sister was asking me. She's like, hey, I just read this thin clinical trial with gene therapy about sickle cell. She's like, what do you think about it? Because my sister never asked me anything about sickle cell. I always tell Cass. She's like, I'm that older brother. She doesn't want to tell me a whole lot. So it was really, really cool. Like, she gets to even see all these things going on in the news. And it's kind of encouraging, too, to see, like, people are invested in that sickle cell community and all this research going on, too. Yeah. For one of the things that I've personally been wanting to ask you is, Katendra knows this too. I have this whole personal mission of mine. I call it each one, teach one. And my goal is to kind of encourage more people in the medical field to be invested in sickle cell disease, whether you want to be a medical doctor or a PA or a pharmacist, whatever it is, to kind of push more people into sickle cell and hematology or even care for sickle cell patients, or even if it's a general internist or a general practitioner actually take the time and investment to learn about sickle cell so that whenever they come in contact with sickle cell patients, they're able to treat these patients correctly. And so for me, the question I have for you is, what advice or recommendation would you give to any younger, you know, the future and the current medical professionals to kind of encourage them to pursue a career in learning and caring for sickle cell disease patients? As I mentioned initially about why sickle cell, being one of the most intricate disease processes ever. That's why, as a healthcare provider or anyone who wants to go in the healthcare system, you want something that will challenge you, but you also want something that will have a great impact. 
That's sickle cell yeah. disease. The disease wow. process is already challenging as a whole. And then when you talk about impacting the lives of people, when you're able to talk with sickle cell patients and really at their lowest point when they're in a hospital, if you're a nurse taking care of sickle cell patients, you know that they're in an extreme amount of pain. But just a simple, I'm here for you, I'm here to help you get through this, that in itself is life-changing to a patient. And even a person like yourself who's a pharmacist, there's these pharmaceutical research that needs new minds, fresh ideas uh, mm -hmm. to, to think about other ways we can approach the treatment of disease. And so sure. we need more we need more young, fresh minds to come in and give us new ideas and give us new innovations on how to approach the disease. But we also need people who are willing to change sickle cell as a whole with their yeah. compassion. That's, That's really important. It's really important, especially healthcare. You want to have compassion on people. And when I was growing up as a pediatric, I had the nurse, everyone rally around me and encouraged me. But then as an adult, I saw that encouragement kind of flee mm -hmm. until I met people when I went to Chicago who were passionate about helping people with disease, saying that, hey, you're more than your disease. They encourage you with, with your words. Uh, I can name names. Some of the sickle cell nurses are some of the most compassionate nurses I have ever met, and they're just wonderful. And we need more people like that that will pour into yeah. the lives of a, a, a patient. I'm glad you pointed it out. One of my goals, and I think we'll be coming back to find you again as we try to push that envelope and making sure we kind of push more people who have that compassion and the willingness to be able to change this disease and help people. So I'm glad you pointed that out, and, and it's an exciting time, and I hope we can get more people into the medical profession for sickle cell disease patients too. Yeah, Absolutely. And I just have to say, Dr. Cole, I'm a fan. You're such an inspiration. <laughs> So for those who are interested, where can they follow your work and find you? I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, currently, I'm finishing some of my manuscripts with Dr. Gorduk and Dr. Lewis Sue in Chicago. Hopefully, my manuscript with that will, will be coming out soon. I'm hoping to get into a hematology oncology fellowship within the next three years. So I'll hope that way. But the best way to yeah, the best way to maybe keep up with me is through Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. Wonderful. There you have it. So thanks again so much for joining us for this very special interview. I'm yeah, thank you to so much. Story. And yeah, we're just so privileged to have you. So for those of you who want to get more of these podcasts, please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, The Sickle Cell Podcast. Follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Sickle Cell 101. And any questions that you have, please go ahead and send to podcast at sc101.org.